So we are really fortunate. Uh, my father was in the construction business. And a lot of the people that we have around us in our kind of circle, they have a lot of skills in that, that sense. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey, it's Sarah Larby. You are listening to another episode of Where Should I Invest? And thank you for tuning in. Today, we have a special episode with one of my favorite strategies of today, resorts and how to build resorts and the intricacies that comes with owning and running a resort. And so I ended up actually hearing about our guest today from a different podcast. And I asked her if she would be kind enough to uh, also share her story to all of us in Canada. Helen Christopher bought a resort uh, in near upstate New York and has really transformed it and is currently still transforming it. Um, building a business around it and super inspirational. Um, she's got a great story and she's very hands-on as well, living on site too. So I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. Before we do so though, let's hear from Dahlia Barsuma at Streetwise Mortgages. Dahlia, over to you. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. Today, I would like to share with you a lender update that you will benefit from as a real estate investor, especially during these times where interest rates are higher. HSBC is one of Canada's largest banks and is now a player in the mortgage broker channel and is an available lender to a few select brokers, including Streetwise Mortgages. As a lender, HSBC is worth taking note of as a real estate investor for many reasons. Number one, they are investor friendly. They actually offer rentals in a holding company and the do lines of credits on rental properties. Number two, they are okay with investors who have larger portfolios up to 12 properties and they will finance up to five properties for you. Number three, they use what's called an 80% rental outback, meaning they will take 80% of the rental income on your rental properties and add it as income on your mortgage application. This obviously helps your deal from a number standpoint and helps with qualification. Several lenders on the street today take 50% of the rental income. So HSBC takes 80%. Number four, if you have a secured line of credit with another financial institution, they will only factor the balance on that line of credit and not the limit. This is actually a big one. Several lenders on the street um, will take the line of credit limit. Let's say you have a line of credit for $200,000, a secured line of credit, and you only used $50,000 of that secured line of credit. Some lenders on the street will assume that you have used that entire $200,000 and they will factor a payment at higher rates and shorter amortizations to account for on the mortgage application where HSBC will only take into consideration what you have actually used. This is a big one as it can quickly eat into the numbers on a mortgage application. Number five, 
HFPC is known to be one of the lowest rate layers of the market. They are offering great rates on both primary residences and rental properties. So depending on the rate you currently have, this can lower your monthly payment and can also save you on your annual interest payments. And lastly, HFBC's variable rate product is a product where your monthly payment stays stable. It stays fixed as prime changes. And when prime goes up, more of that payment goes towards interest versus principal where the payment stays stable. So this will give you the peace of mind that your payment will stay stable for quite some time. And if rent goes down in 2024, which is what the market foresees happening in 2024, you will benefit from the rate reductions at that point. Right now, HSBC is also offering a cash back bonus up to $5,000 for clients who are looking to switch their mortgages from other financial institutions, whether it's a rental property or a primary residence, as long as the mortgage application goes into the system by February 24 of 2023 and the deal closes within 120 days. So if you're looking to explore better options, better rate options to save or to reduce cash flow pressures, whether it's on your primary residence or a rental, uh, and you're looking to position yourself to benefit from future rate reductions, but also have that peace of mind that your payments are not going to go up, then HSBC may be a great option for you right now. In order to explore this option and to discuss the suitability, uh, book a short discovery call with one of our senior advisors at Streetwise Mortgages by emailing us at info at streetwisemortgages.com or go to our website at streetwisemortgages.com and contact us. Awesome, Dahlia. Thank you so much for that great insight. And guys, if you want to check out Inspire Beach Resort, which is the resort that I am currently building with Harry and Joe, and it is open now for bookings or for your special events, if you're doing family reunions or corporate events, or you want to come to a retreat, we have investor retreats, we have yoga and wine retreats, and a ton more. Send me a message and uh, or check out inspirebeachresort.com. And uh, there'll be lots of updates on that too. So I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. Don't forget to check out Helen's uh, Instagram and Brookledge, uh, which is the resort as well. So I hope uh, you guys enjoy the podcast. Cheers. Helen, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, Sarah. How are you? Good, good. So I heard you on somebody else's podcast and I said, you've got to come on. We have a lot of stuff in common. We're both building resorts. Yours is further ahead than mine. Uh, and uh, so we would talk about resorts today. I thought it'd be it'd be interesting because a lot of people um, are are intrigued by, you know, different types of investing, not just the cookie cutter or burst strategy or flipping or, you know, that. Right. Yeah, they're looking for something a little bit different. Um, and especially in places, just so you know, like Ontario, where uh, the the you know tenant laws are definitely not always in our favor. So sometimes people look outside of the box, and this is a great outside the box, I think, episode that we can have. So welcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited. 
Awesome. So, so before we start, maybe just give us a 30,000 foot view, you know, what you do from a real estate standpoint, a little bit about who you are. Yeah. So um, I purchased uh, Brookledge at the time it was called Camp Brookledge. We bought it about two years ago. Um, in order to, to, to buy it, we had to sell our current home. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sold our house and we moved right onto the property. So we live in what was the nurse's office. Uh, at the time, it was 400 square feet. So our whole family moved in. It was very, very tight. Um, but that was one of the ways that we were able to not have to uh, go and get a lot of investing. So us living on on site was a way of kind of like house hacking, they would call it. Uh, so we did that. We moved on site and then we started renovating. And we quickly started working on the infrastructure and investing what we could in the renovation of repairs and and uh, make it more guest friendly. Now, is this your first investment from a real estate standpoint in general, or have you done other things? It is. It's not. So our very first house that my husband and I bought in our early 20s, um, we bought a house and then we added a uh, garage to it. My husband wanted to start his own auto repair business. And at that time, the community that we uh, moved into, they were doing like special use permit that would allow you to create kind of a business. So we started by doing that, and then we rented the house and moved into the um, another house. And we have a tendency to buy something that needs a lot of love, and then we build equity into that. So we did that with our our um our last house, and then we bought an old an old warehouse that was used for like excavation equipment. So my husband's shop needed to be expanded, so we rented out his old shop. We bought this new building and we renovated it. And now he's got a beautiful, he went from like 2,000 square feet to 10,000 square feet. It was a huge, huge jump. Right. And so that, so now we own Brookledge and we own the two garages still. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Now you're talking about, you know, buying stuff that's like worn down, needs a lot of work. I love it. Like I bought a house, I think it had like 20 pigeons in it and, you know, completely, like I love all those things. Now I don't do the renos myself, but I'm just curious if you guys do. We do some of it. We do what we can. So uh, for example, today we're renovating the lodge that's your property. And one of the look, kind of the look we're going for is what we call like an Adirondack style. I don't know if you're familiar with that uh, in Canada. It's very um, log wood-centered kind of nature-inspired. So we're doing all of the railing in trees and branches. So today I could debark the branches, and but then we had somebody else that was installing it to make sure it was up to code and it was proper. So we do what we can. Um, we're great at demo, but as far as like specific things um, like electrical things or mm-hmm. structural stuff, that we tend to hire out. So... How did you learn about all this? Like, how did you, you know, because I don't even like I people other than painting, maybe, maybe painting, like, <laughs> probably don't want me touching anything. I would actually wreck it. But how did you guys, you know, get into that and actually learn how to do the renovations? So we are really fortunate. Uh, my father was in the construction business. And a lot of the people that we have around us in our kind of circle, they have a lot of skills in that that sense. So Today, I asked, you know, how do I do this? And and people were able to show me. YouTube is also beneficial. But I do ask a lot of people around us. I won't hesitate to call my dad and and ask him, like, can we do this? Is is this going to work? And usually he can uh, help me over FaceTime. 
Okay. All right. Very cool. So yeah. you're, you're very hands-on. You're doing the renovation. So so let's let's yeah. talk about your resort. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, when, when you purchased it, because uh, so I purchased my resort, it was, well, it was it used to be a resort and it was raw land and then it was like an old decrepit house that needed to be torn down. So there was actually no resort per se. We, we built it from scratch, um, okay. but it had the right zoning. And I don't know how it works, mm. you know, where you are. But, you know, here, if you don't have the right zoning, you could be waiting two, three years to actually switch the zoning. So we were specifically looking for something that had the resort zoning attached to it. Um, yeah. Maybe just give us a little bit of insight on how you found your place and like if that is a, you know, a factor uh, where you are. You're going to laugh when you hear this. So there's no zoning here. Nice. I love so that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So where we are, there's a planning board. Um, but as far as like zones, they don't have like designated commercial residential areas. It's very, very small community. So because of that, they they welcomed us with open arms. We did go to the planning board. They loved what we were doing. We kept what was there and kind of kept the nostalgic piece of that. And that was something the community really wanted. Brook Ledge was originally a girls' summer camp. So for about, I don't know, I believe it started in the 50s. And it, it uh, closed in around 2010, 2011. So it was in operation for a long time. And when we attended, let me back up. When we, we came to the property about seven years ago, it was no longer a girl summer camp. Uh, two women privately owned it. And they allowed like local friends and loved ones to use the property for like a, a wedding or something like that. So we had come to this property to attend a wedding. And we fell in love with it. We loved the way the trails were, the trees. And in this area, there's a lot of uh, wetland. This is 60 acres with no wetland. Wow. The whole thing is usable. So that is one of the things that we loved about it. And we loved the little buildings that were throughout the property. We had talked about, my husband and I had mentioned, if this place ever came for sale, we would love to, to buy it. Because it is 15 minutes from a bigger city. So and, where so where exactly it is like where is it like which state yeah. which town So it's in upstate New York. We are about fifteen minutes from Saratoga Springs. And we're about three hours north of New York City. Okay. We do get a lot of people from. We actually have guests staying right now with us that are from New York City that are just looking to disconnect. But we do have a lot of people that come to visit Saratoga Springs, which is a very popular summer destination for horse racing. They choose to come and stay here because. In the, in the city, it's so expensive and it's, there's so much going on that some people want something more relaxing and quiet or they want to be able to have their whole family. So they'll rent the entire place and then every family member has their own little cabin space, lamping tent, that type of thing. So it, it's, um, it's kind of neat to see like the people that come, they all come for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So it's been kind of nice to see, but the people we have right now today, we have a family that they just wanted to come and take a walk and not have all the noise. That's awesome. Yeah. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, guys, just want to take a moment and introduce you to one of my favorite paralegals, Andrew Chubetta. With over a combined decade of experience, Caveat LLP provides legal assistance for real estate investors and entrepreneurs, primarily practicing in the areas of landlord and tenant law. Caveat LLP is your one-stop shop when dealing with all of your tenant issues. Give them a call for a free consultation at 289-339-1311. That is Caveat LLP. 
Andrew Chubetta has been instrumental in helping me as a landlord and as a real estate investor, and I'm sure he can help you as well. Again, that's 289-339-1311. And now back to the show. So did you have like prior short-term rental experience, hospitality experience in the past, or are you just learning this by fire right now? So I was actually a teacher for 17 years prior to doing this. When we bought the property, I was still a teacher. And we, I had to stop teaching because, as you know, this can become a full-time job. But I know I've had to learn it. And so I listened to a lot of podcasts. I've read anything, any, anything I could get my hands on to help with the short-term rental piece. And, I mean, I've learned some things. I, there, I've made some mistakes. But, one of the, I mean, one of the big mistakes I made was that I didn't hire a photographer right away to take mm -hmm. professional pictures. That was my first mistake. Uh, I was also not using any dynamic pricing. So that was really important once we got going that I was more aggressive with my pricing. So... I definitely made some mistakes. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all part of it, right? But like a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines hoping that they're going to do this one day and and want everything perfect. And it's not, it's not like whatever it is, like any real yeah. estate, like, you know, there's always going to be learning curves. There's always going to be things to improvise on. So photographers, literally, I was like checking today. I'm like trying to figure out which photographer I want as well for for taking pictures of, of the resort since it's, yeah. now, you know, it's, it's winter, not ideal, but we'll probably have somebody come back. Again, but you're like, that's huge. Now, in terms of advertising, you're talking about price. Uh, are you doing this like on a platform like Airbnb or are you doing a direct booking type of thing? So I do both. Um, and to go back to the photographer, one mm -hmm. thing I'd recommend, uh, because you have four seasons like we do, I would recommend having the photographer come every season. Mm -hmm. So great tip. because um, for us, the fall is a really big deal for people who don't live where the you know the changing of the leaves colors mm. so having the photographer come every season uh, i would highly recommend um as far as like advertising we not only do we do short-term rentals we also allow events here and we have events such as wedding uh work retreats and so people who book for those types of things they book the entire facility and um they do that direct with us if it's just a guest one-time guest type thing um we do um, advertising at Airbnb, VRBO, and then they can uh, book with us directly. Right. Okay. All right. So yeah. you're kind of looking at all of the all the options, and then like, what about like pricing? Like, how did you decide what to price? Because I think you have a few different buildings you mentioned. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, the smaller buildings obviously go for less. Um, the launch that we're uh, renovating that will be much more um the cottage we have an off-grid cottage and we have a small lincoln log house style log cabin and those um right now in the winter time because it's very slow here they're about 100 to 150 a night um in the summertime it goes up uh, obviously with the, the track season we get you can get um anywhere from like three four hundred dollars a night uh, during that time mm -hmm. but uh when we're doing weddings i actually don't open my booking windows for the weekend um, in the summertime because we reserve them for weddings. So when we have a wedding, they rent the whole place as $8,000 for the weekend. Okay. All right. So yeah. So got the weddings, you're, you're also an event planner <laughs> as well yes. as a renovator. <laughs> yes. 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 And I actually just um, started looking at having a wedding coordinator to assist us because it's, it's a, that's a whole different, different ball game. 
but yeah. it, I do have the ability to to make more with the weddings than I would renting them individually. So I'm going to be a little selfish because I'm I'm actually yeah. working on the structuring. So I have a selfish question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I for so so for for right now it's going to be when it's all finished and done. My resort's going to be nine. They're they're upscale cabins. We're doing like adults only. They're all themed different. So one's like a Hollywood. One's like a beach theme. Uh, one is a lodge. But for weddings and events, I'm thinking like two nights, they have to book the entire thing. Are you doing so? How are you structuring like your payment? Like, are you doing like a resort fee, a staff fee? Just like any insight that you want to share would be awesome. And if someone else, I, I know yeah. there's a few people probably listening to this that are like building resorts of different kinds across the country as well. Yeah. So if you're doing something like that, I would actually recommend that you do two LLCs for your resort. One separate for your events and one for your short-term rental. And as, and the reason for that is it just helps with liability purposes um, here in the United States because if somebody were to fall and get hurt or if they got food poisoning, you know, there's like different aspects to to those types of things. Mm-hmm. So we we structured it with two different LLCs. Um, and then what we did is we included a one price fee. So we do not take care of the food. They are responsible for hiring a caterer, and it's also extremely expensive to build the commercial kitchen. Like, we're talking like $80,000 now. So that was not something we wanted to invest in. Um, so what we did do is we included one fee for everything instead of doing a, like, piecemeal. So for $8,000, you have the tables, the chairs, the space, the lodging. And what we tell the couple up front is you pay for the lodging, but if you want your guests to, you know, to pay for their own lodging, they have to reimburse you. So we're not going around and collecting extra money. Mm -hmm. Um, It's totally up to the bride and groom and we can assist them on like how much they should charge, but it's totally up to them. So they pay us and they pay us a deposit. Uh, They have 14 days. And after that, the deposit is non-refundable. So that holds their date their weekend and then they do a um a two a two payment kind of system they'll pay again halfway and then they pay the remainder of the balance after they get up the total amount of people that are coming uh two weeks prior to their wedding okay now and then that's it now it's eight th- it doesn't sound like a lot i guess we're like t- you get tables chairs you get staff because you guys have to be there as well and i'm sure you- well our staff is really just the people who are going to clean after mm-hmm. um the wedding coordinator and right now, our rates are really low because we're still renovating the lodge. Um, by next year, we'll probably be closer to 20000 for the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what right now, like, we're low. Yeah. I mean, say, same with us. Like, once we have our main lodge indoors and everything, the price the price is definitely going to change versus versus exactly. a trend. Um, But what about, like, just in regards to, like, washrooms and stuff, right? So, like, I don't know if you have, like, 50, 60 people on site. Are you having them all use one washroom or do they have to also rent off, like, a, like a nice fancy porter potty type of thing? So, the the summer camp came with bathhouses. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, we're lucky in that sense. Um, we have two separate bathhouses. They both had uh, uh, toilets, showers, and uh, sinks. And then we also have an additional bathroom in the lodge and there's two outhouses. So there's plenty as far as uh, that type of thing. But yeah, that's definitely, depending on how your setup is, I would recommend that if you were going to do, if you didn't have bathhouses or some type of mm-hmm. larger facility, I would definitely recommend uh, renting um, some type of like Portage on system. But that would be something that either you put it in your package so it's not negotiable 
Yeah. Um, that because that way your guests can't, you know, say, oh, well, we'll just use the bathrooms you have. It, it, it would be a lot on your. Yeah. Well, especially if there's 60, 70, 80 people using like three bathrooms as an example. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, our we have a wedding in June that's 200 people. So, oh, wow. yeah. So it, they, the numbers can get pretty big. And couples are looking. The trend right now is summer camp places with lodging. So you, you're like, you're going to find that you're going to be busy with weddings if that's an avenue you want to do mm-hmm. because they they don't want just one day. They want a full weekend. They want to have their close loved ones there and they, they're they looking for nature. So it's kind of the same idea of the barn weddings that have been popular for the last 10, 15 years. That's kind of phasing out and it's moving to more places like what you have, like a resort or a summer camp facility like ours. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, are you looking for a reliable contractor for your next Burr multifamily conversion or flip project? Somebody who understands how to work with investors and also real estate investing itself. I've personally partnered with Lee Polak from Wise Construction. We're actively doing many projects together in Hamilton and Welland. So things like smaller three and four unit conversions and also some larger buildings where we're converting some large empty commercial spaces into residential units. And it's always been important to meet a partner and hire a contractor who does not only high quality work, but is on time and on budget. And it's also a huge bonus that they have their own in-house trades, employees and a warehouse full of building materials so that they can avoid the many labor and material shortages that we hear about often these days. A good project done on time, on budget and with high quality work will be key to the success of your Burr multifamily conversion or flip projects. So to connect with Lee from Wise Construction, text or phone him at 416-525-5951. Again, that is 416-525-5951. And now back to the show. One of the things that we really wanted to also focus on, not only micro weddings, is also corporate events, corporate retreats, yoga and wine retreats. Um, Are you doing any of that? And then how does that differ from weddings on your end? Yes, we are doing some of those things as well. They are not, there's not a huge difference as far as weddings because you're still dealing with vendors. You're still having to coordinate to make sure that everybody comes on time and that things go the way that they're supposed to. Um, But also as you're working with different vendors and people, they'll bring some cool ideas to you as well. So this uh, summer, we're going to be doing an open campfire cooking, like a higher end meal. And um, that will be something that we can do. It's nice because people who, want to attend your facility that maybe don't want to go to as far as like a big retreat mm-hmm. kind of some of these smaller type events too which i'm looking forward to those yeah uh, something a little different not as stressful as a wedding because a wedding can be stressful yeah i mean i i used to work on a cruise ship back in university and uh we did a lot of weddings brides and then you have some bridezillas so you just yeah. have a bit of everything in the middle but I'm finding that the brides that we get, because our facility is a very relaxed They're more facility. chill. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. My brides are the best. Nice. So, so if like a company calls as an example, are you the one, like how much planning are you doing versus how much are you just saying, here's what we're offering you? Uh, and then the rest is on you to plan. Like, like, or is it, you know, case by case kind of creating unique packages? I'm stepping away from that because what happens is you create these packages they take a long time and then they end up doing something else so i do have packages that are set in place this is the fee for the whole facility 
these are the things that we can do for you, like additions, but keeping it as simple as possible. Because the more you complicate it, the more um, it leaves room for errors and the more stressful it is. I am hoping to step back a little bit with our uh, event coordinator to help take on some of that kind of initial planning piece. But right now, most of the sales are with me. And then she's taking on after we sale. Okay. All right. You are so, yeah. so busy. <laughs> you have to and, almost live on site to do everything that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's a little hard. And right now, the the main, the largest group of, of engagements, like the biggest engagement season is, is November to Valentine's mm. Day. So that's when most couples are engaged. So right now, we are doing a lot of tours. I have 16 tours that we're going to be doing within the next month. Oh, wow. Um, for, yes. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So how are they finding how are they finding out about you? Like, are they just Googling places to get married or event spaces? Because or are you even advertising that as a resort on Airbnb? Because I know there is a resort option on there. Yeah. So we did um, put something in our Airbnb site. Like we showed a picture of a, a couple and, and that, you know, make arrangements of something you're interested in. We are using um, our website, social media. I am slowly getting to TikTok. Uh, I'm not the best at it, but right now most of it is Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest is actually really great for weddings, events, that type of a thing. And the nice thing about Pinterest is the pin lives forever. So it's not like Instagram where you post it and then it kind of goes away. Instagram, or, uh, Pinterest, it stays there. So it's a really great spot to kind of showcase your resort and things that you have. And then we also attend expos. So locally right now, there are a lot of wedding expos because there's a lot of engaged couples. Mm -hmm. We've attended those. And that's where we were able to get a lot of people to learn about our facility. Oh, very cool. So did you get like a, cause I, was, I was looking into potentially doing that, like getting a booth or like, a you know, something along, along those, those lines where yeah. you just kind of go as a guest or? No. So we, we got a booth and we set everything up. Um, I had uh, Brooke, our wedding coordinator there with us, and we were able to answer questions. We set up a computer that showed pictures and images of the property. Uh, we also had paperwork and information that people who didn't want to stop and talk to us could just grab things and go by. Um, it is a little bit of an investment ahead of time. Yeah. So the booths are anywhere from like five to $800. And then you have to invest in you know, promotional material, but definitely worth it. I mean, that's like a great way to get to the I mean, if you're going to do a lot of weddings to tap into the market that you want to tap into. Yeah, and it, like, absolutely. And it allows you to connect with the vendors, too, because then you get right. packers and caterers and put your feelers out um, as far as, as the vendors. Yeah, I know. That's that's a great tip. So just a question, because yeah, you're I mean, I'll ask you probably a few more questions. But one of question next. I have is is just about like, you know, all the coordination and your schedule and like your like work life balance. Like, do you have work life balance right now? Or like, what does that look like for because I think you have kids too, right? And a husband. I do. I do. So honestly, right now it's hard because we are renovating and we are still in the renovation phase. So it's amazing that we are able to have weddings and do the things we've done and not be fully completed. But uh, because of that, any free time we have is renovating. So I don't have work-life balance at the moment, but it's almost like uh, people who had children know what I'm going to say when I, when I explain this. When you have a baby, the beginning is so hard. It's finding your systems. It's, there's no downtime. 
And I keep reminding myself that right now we're in the baby phase. Like we're building it up. It's brand new. And so because of that, we don't have a lot of downtime, but it, it's, it's a challenge. The coordinating of everything is a challenge. So on Mondays, that's when we meet with all of the vendors for the upcoming event. So tonight um, we'll be meeting to discuss a wedding we have on Sunday. And then we use the remainder of the week to prepare for that. So there's, there's not a whole lot of downtime at the moment. But I'm working on setting up systems so that by next year, there will be more downtime. We will have more support and we will not be renovating as much. So that will free up a lot of Amazing. And I think you're also writing a book as well. <laughs> On top of everything that you're currently doing with very little downtime this year, you're also managing to figure out how to write a book. Yeah. So I'm a co-author in a book called Hospitable Hosts. And the book comes out this spring. Um, I'm actually going to Nashville in March for the book launch. And uh, it showcases people that are in the short-term rental world. Uh, it showcases them from all over the world. So I am one of the authors from the United States, but there's people from England, Australia. So it's really great to hear their stories. And um, it's, it's a great, great book. Okay, awesome. And is that going to be on Amazon or? Yeah. Yep, it'll be available on Amazon. And uh, it'll, be, it'll be out this spring. So it's coming up. It should be in okay. the next couple of months. Do you have a title yet? Yes, it's called Hospitable Hosts. And it's the second. So there was a first version. And so now this second and then the second version. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. We have to yeah. check it out. You are very busy. And congratulations on building the resort and, and being hands-on and being the event planner, being a mom of two. <laughs> and everything in between. Kudos to you. Thank you. Thank but, you. You know, I, 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 I'm sure your resort will, will do tremendously. It sounds like it's already doing so well. And you've got people from Ontario also booking your place. So, yeah, guys, if you're yes. listening and you want to go over the border and, uh, and check out an awesome resort. Yeah, they're coming. I have a um a family. They booked the um multiple cabins. They're coming from Ontario, so one sister is one cabin, another sister is another cabin. So it's kind of perfect that way. Very cool. Now, if somebody does want to book the resort, like what's the best place to go? Um, if they want to um take a look, I would suggest um Airbnb if you want to look at the individual cabins. And if you want to go to our website, um, it's brookledgeny for New York dot com. And um, that's one of the ways you can see kind of the property overall. The lodge actually isn't even showcased yet. So those of you who are on social media can see. Today I was actually on a, a 20-foot scaffold. Oh, so scared. But I was working on putting um, stars. I had like 25 stars hanging from the ceiling. And I had to adjust the height of them all. Um, so I post all the crazy things that we're doing. So anybody who follows us on social media, uh, Brookledge NY is the uh, social media for the right. handle for all, you know, all of it. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So the last part of the podcast is lightning round. So every guest gets the same five questions. I'm going to ask them to you and you're going to answer me in like 20 seconds or less, whatever your first okay. answer These are. These make me so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. They're, they're easy okay. questions. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Today's lightning round has been brought to you by midtermrentalproperties.ca. It is a new way to rent make more cash flow, take back control over our investments and our portfolios using a different creative strategy and pivoting. So if you want to find out more, go to midtermrentalproperties.ca. Number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book? Oh, um, actually right now, the one that I've been reading is the direct playbook, which is actually working on taking short-term rentals and take 
stepping away from OTAs like Airbnb and VRBO and doing it directly. So I know it's not like real estate as far as buying, but it's kind of working on your um, your real estate as far as in the internet world. Amazing. Who's the author on that? Um, uh, Mark Boosley. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Something I'm yeah. very, very interested in myself because I, aside from the resort, I'm also doing a midterm rental business. <laughs> I apologize. It, Boosley is his uh, company. It's Mark Simpson. Um, but I was thinking about Boosley because that's what uh, he advertises that. And he has a podcast, but he's okay. big in helping people learn how to do things direct booking so that you don't have the uh, reliance on OTAs. That's amazing. Very yeah. cool. All right. Number two, this doesn't have to be real estate specifically, but do you have a favorite podcast? Um, I do. Um, the podcast I've been listening to a lot lately, aside from your own, I've, I, since you reached out to me, I've been listening to a lot of your stuff. Um, Thanks for Visiting is one which um, I enjoy a lot for short-term rentals. They have a lot of great knowledge and information. Um, and my friend just introduced me to like these murder mystery podcasts. Um, so I've been checking those out too. They're, they're quite successful. All right. Very cool. Number three, what do you do for fun? I know you're super busy right now, but if you have a few, you know, hours, what is it that you like to do? Cook. I love to cook. Yeah. So baking cookies, um, doing that type of stuff. I love to cook. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Number four, if you lost everything tomorrow, all your assets, your properties, the resort, how would you start again? Um, I would go south where there was no winter and uh, find myself a little small kind of cabin or cottage by the water and start again slowly. Okay. All right. And final question. If somebody has $50,000, they want to get started somehow in real estate investing, how would you recommend they start and spend that money? A great one. Um, I'd say possibly the arbitrage. Um, so doing something where you can work with short-term rental, build up some of the, the, you know, of your funds, save what you have, and then find a, some type of short-term rental that you can then own yourself. Um, so I would start off with arbitrage to kind of build up your knowledge of short-term rental stuff and then go that way. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Helen, thank you for playing the lightning round and thank you for being on the show. And uh, just again, I know you mentioned it before, but just if anybody wants to write down how best to contact you, how would they do that? Um, Brooke Ledge, uh, B-R-O-O-K-L-E-D-G-E-N-Y. That's our social media handle. And Instagram um, is one I'm more active. So feel free to send me a message. I'll be happy to to answer any questions or if you just want to say hi, um, that's what we do. Okay. All right. Amazing. Helen, thank you so much. And uh, congratulations again on a resort. I, uh, I, I've been watching and, and seeing the progress and it's uh, on you know, at guys at her on Instagram at the book. Uh, and it is it is awesome because it's something different, right? There's not a it lot is. of building resorts out there. So congrats. No, on it's, a, it's a lot of fun and congratulations on yours as well. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.